Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOSB, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams and all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOSB. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio on one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors, sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Duncan. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. time in a long time but it seems like just yesterday when we were side by side beast mode no one's blocking our way <laughs> these other guys tried it but them man ain't got the skills of brazen and davy brazen and raging bringing you the thrills and spills right here in full gear about to blow up like tnt us man are too sweet brady bbp the bb elite right here in full gear about to blow up like tnt us man are too sweet brady bbp the bb elite Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Braden Harrington here with Davey Portman for Up Next, postwrestling.com, Apple Podcasts, all that stuff, wherever you found us. For this show, uh, it's like our bonus free show, and it's BD Elite. BD Elite, yes. yes. We are up next. We talk about NXT every week, but now not only do we have Deep Impact with you and Andrew Thompson, seems to be the, the tag team every Tuesday night. It is indeed, yes. Chatting about that forbidden door. Then we talk about NXT that doesn't really have any forbidden doors, really. The only one that looked forbidden was the Lambo doors. I mean, the about, yeah, it's about as forbidden as you're going to get is the women's tag team champions coming down. I right. guess that's about that's the, forbidden that's door. About the extent right. with NXT. Uh, and then we have this show where um, we talk about AEW Dynamite. And again, this was a show that we were doing uh, on our Patreon since like the beginning of AEW, but mm. we decided, hey, uh, we, we do a lot of stuff on there as well. So why not give to the people? And we do it live on Twitch because yeah. that's where we're live right now. Twitch.tv slash up next podcast. Every Wednesday night after NXT, we go live and record up next after that. So that's where you can find us if you want to see what we look like. Hello, Twitch room. And on Thursdays, 1 p.m. Eastern time is when we've been doing this brunch with the BDE as we talk about Dynamite. Yeah, yeah, it's been good. Um, we, uh, to kind of still keep patrons kind of giving them something extra, you do have the opportunity to call in. So if you're in the Twitch room right now and you are one of our patrons, uh, patron.com slash up next, uh, follow that Zoom link and you'll be able to call in at the end of the show and we can talk to you. And it doesn't just have to be about AEW. We can talk about last night's NXT a bit, if you like, or, or anything in the world of wrestling that you'd like to 
hear our opinions on. So yes, love to hear from you. Yeah, definitely. This is the show where last week we kind of did, took some calls and we went into some like news and stuff. So I, I'm super cool with that and have no issues with that. Maybe we'll make that this show where we kind of go mm. into that as well. Um, there was a NXT like Triple H with the press conference uh, today with the over the phone thing talking right. about Vengeance Day. Um, Anything of note? Uh, he doesn't like to talk. Don't ask him about Velveteen Dream. Mm. Do not ask him about he that. He had a few questions, did it he? It seems like he is. He gets more annoyed than he did in that uh, video I found on YouTube of him with <laughs> Stephanie McMahon. <laughs> yeah. Uh, tell people how they can find that, because that was quite something. Okay, like last year, two years ago, Triple H and Steph and Kathy Kelly did this video for like .com or Twitter. It was live streamed, mm. and it's basically them walking around Access. And it, it, it was popular. It made its rounds when it came out, but someone had now gone and like edited it and kind of explained to you what was going on, and it's so funny. Just focusing so, on Triple H, yeah. he just has got out of the wrong side of bed that morning yeah. or something. It's like when you're like shopping with like your, your wife or girlfriend or mom or somewhere and you're like, don't know why you're there. I don't know. It's just funny. Search YouTube, Triple H, Stephanie, like meme, what? lost. The first whatever. thing I found interesting about that is actually how hands-on they seem to be with everything. Because I, I wouldn't have thought... Like you, have you been to the superstore when you went to Mania? Uh, no, to no, no, I didn't. It's pretty impressive. But I wouldn't have thought like a Triple H and Steph would be overseeing it and making sure everything's set out how they want. Like, Triple yeah. H seemed to fucking hate it. Yeah, he did not He's like, like why it. is there so much space? <laughs> uh, people in our <laughs> chat right now have also seen this video. They're like, oh, yeah. That, I remember it made rounds, like, some clips of it, but now someone has made, it, like, a package video, like, two minutes. It's so, oh, my God, we are losing it. Uh, yeah, so we we had Triple H on this conference call. Vengeance Day is this Sunday. We will be doing our watch-along and post-show for that because we still are your NXT friends. Friends! And we'll always be your NXT friends. But, uh... Um, yeah, we're talking about Dynamite today with A Forbidden Door. It seems like this was, you looked at the graphic for tonight's main event and you thought like it was, you clicked random on a video game or something almost. I don't know. It's like, didn't seem like this was real until it was going to happen. Until it happened. Yeah. yeah. And that's because Kenta wrestling on the main event of an American TV show for wrestling. Yeah. Um, yeah. it's, it's been a while since Ke Kenta or Hideo Itami was in a main event in North America. Yeah. Um, well, for, for a big promotion, I guess he has been doing main events in New Japan Strong. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was pretty, pretty cool to see. Um, and obviously we'll get to that a bit later, but big main event, I thought. Yeah. Tonight. Yeah. Definitely. Um, any, anything of noteworthy before we kind of jump into this show for you? Anything, uh, going on? Uh, no, not, not really. Not, yeah. not much has happened since last night. We just, Watched AEW. We had we had more Arepas, I think they're called, that yeah. we had you last night. You made these Arepas? Yeah. Not Reapers, but it tasted like you put Reapers in. You put Dabam the in. Yeah, there'd have been Reaper peppers in Dabam, yeah. I'm oh, sure. Oh, yeah. yeah, definitely. Uh, but it was good. Yeah. My my butthole's reaping today. Oh, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> uh, the bomb is no joke for those who are interested in the hot sauces. That Now I understand that uh, why these celebrities can't take it yeah doing a whole wing tossed Ridiculous. in that would be crazy but yeah. i like it like it it gives a nice burn at the back of the throat yeah like when you've got like just a little bit in there it's nice yeah uh, i feel like nia Jax. yes my whole my hole. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah so i guess we can jump into some aew dynamite and maybe go into some other stuff afterwards but let's jump into that and let's talk about AEW Dynamite from Wednesday, February 10th, 2021. And we're starting off with 
a TNT title match that seems to be like some people are like, oh, this one kind of comes out of nowhere. But I'm I was super excited for this as well. It's kind of the quote unquote return of Joey Janela, the bad boy. Yeah, Janela's a weird one because I would have thought he'd have had a bit more story in AEW. He he seems to come and go, has the odd match. Uh, and actually, usually quite a big profile match, like against a Moxley or an Omega or Hira Darby Allen, and then just disappears again for a while. And I guess maybe does some stuff on Dark. I don't know whether it's because he's got other commitments with like his GCW stuff as well, perhaps. But uh, yeah, I'm surprised I don't see more of Janela because not saying he's the the greatest worker in the company, but he's definitely got a personality and maybe a character who's a bit more like. I don't know, like entertaining to put on TV. Yeah, he's a, definitely a weird one. You look at Joey Janela and you, you kind of think he's like a shrunk down version of someone else. Uh, and then you watch him and you're like, oh, his gimmick is he's like, what, New Jersey guy? Like kind of just sleazy. Mm. That's kind of what he goes for. And then he like usually delivers for me in the ring. I, I We went to All In Weekend and I think that's what it was him versus Hangman. I think Hangman, at yeah. All In originally. And that was that's when I realized like this guy's great and then we we've seen him on the indies quite a bit too and i always thought like you know i wouldn't i wouldn't put it put it past this guy making it to like an nxt level or whatever this mm. is before aw and now i'm like hey there's some character there the the flashy glasses that the, the weird attitude the backyard wrestler style gimmick is something that he's like honed into his he's definitely made it his own and seeing that promo last week where he just was like hey i'm back i want to wrestle the way i want to wrestle i was like genuinely like yeah good for you because i think you are a pretty good wrestler i think maybe maybe not to the casuals but i think to people who kind of know wrestling a bit broader he's always someone who's got some name value that can be beaten yeah you know like if you want to do a a random tnt title match as they did today you put joey janela in there and it means a bit more than going up against a serpentico or a uh ryan nemeth you know, yeah. like he does have a bit more name value, but also he can take a pin and we don't really care. It doesn't really hurt him too much. He's Joey Janela. Yeah. And I know he's like doing his his whole his own fed, what GCW and they got like all these things lined up for for Mania, Mania weekend. weekend. Yeah. We're still not getting Suzuki versus Orange Cassidy. Not yet. Not yet. One day. Maybe Dallas. One day. Dallas. Yeah. I have time to go to that one. Mm. So I, I, I want to watch that match. Oh, yeah. Uh, I saw Joey Janela preparing for this match, like on Twitter, an interview or something saying that uh, people are just jealous because they all they all say that I just look like everyone else. But if everyone else could do what I could do, then they would be doing it. And they're just mad that I eat lobster because <laughs> he can buy that tnt money he's got a point yeah he does have a point yeah i think so i think so i have similar glasses to him mm. that i don't usually wear in public but i walk around you the always house. just bring them in and yeah. give them yeah. to me and then leave them in here and every like week when i decide to clean my room i just have all this shit that i just put back in your room and it's always this pair of like joey janela yeah. glasses like why are they in here it's it's like, like, oh, so you wear them i'm like what yeah how do you, they're like snow border someone got me them for free like years ago and they're like we're 300 bones and i'm like well i'm cool but like i'm not rocking it's really not it's not often i wear them in public sorry what the how much they're like 300 bit bills comedy glasses those blue ones those blue ones are like worth a lot they're like a brand name yeah show me after we might be talking about different 
pair of glasses. Oh, maybe you think we're talking about something else. Like, if they're the ones I'm thinking of, you were ripped off. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't buy them. Someone just okay. got. Someone was gifted, and they were like these are not for me, and somehow gave them to me, and then I had them for years, and then Joey Janela became a thing, and I was like, oh, now I have these right. like, same glasses as him, but they are like snowboarder okay. type thing. I mean, he was rocking a nice jacket in that promo last week for mm. before this match too. I love, I love his his look with the flashy colors. I think it, that's what wrestling. Like, that's what wrestling is, and he definitely follows in that. But Janela is going up against the TNT champion, and that's Darby Allen. And these two have history because they've probably beaten the piss out of each other over the, the, the indies. Oh, yeah. So they kind of got some history. Uh, these guys, you would expect going into this that they were going to bring out trash cans right away and, you know, bite each other's fingers and cheese raiders and stuff. But instead... They're doing technical wrestling. There's like the lucha style arm drag from um, Darby. That's one of his classic moves. It's like the top rope springboard one looks great. So beautiful, yeah. Um, and then Joey like dumps Darby onto the apron at one point, and then hits a tope suicida, which is crazy. And then Darby gets the offense and hits his own tope. And you know Darby's is like that wild, getting shot out of a cannon like back senton tope. That move is crazy. How do you not go flying? You don't even know where your body is going to fly into, but just crazy. Uh, and then Darby like goes for this um, move where he bounces off the ropes, and then he he gets a German and a super kick. Uh, and this is where we had a discussion over super kicks because Excalibur lately has been calling super kicks thrust kicks. Mm. So are they not allowed to say super kicks or maybe it's I don't know maybe if it's not being not allowed, but yeah. perhaps it's a thing to save just for. The Young Bucks. Because it's like, imagine if in WWE, if anyone, like, anytime the Usos hit a super kick, if they were going, switch your music, switch your music, you might be a bit, oh, okay. Right. So maybe it's to keep it more special for the Young Bucks because that's kind of their branding, super kick pass and all that. Because a lot of wrestlers use super kick. Mm. And I noticed that Excalibur's calling it a thrust kick. So I, you know, I've been in this martial arts kick lately. Mm. Kick lately. <laughs> um, and I went and I looked this up. And a thrust kick is like more of the bicycle pump kick, like the Adam Cole brogue kick almost kind of thing, Seamus style. That's like what I think of a thrust mm. kick, almost like the crane kick, karate kick. Yeah. But a, a, a super kick is more of like a side, like stepping kick. So I had to, to look this, look this up. And apparently, Gentleman Chris Adams was one of the first guys to create the the super kick, and it's just been called that ever since. So right. I still, I I call it a super kick. Yeah, I yeah. think we, we kind of went down this rabbit hole. A thrust kick is, I believe, anything that uses like the sole. Yeah. Of so it can be to the side. It can okay. be Behind you, as long as you're thrusting, I guess. Right. Your. I mean, you do Always with thrusting. If guys. you <laughs> you do, if you hit like the super kick, you, you, the guys usually hit them with the, the their foot. Yeah. Like, so I mean, I also see it, it was called the side kick or the crescent kick. Yeah. So, it was the crescent uh, kick for a while, right? Yeah. So all the all the kicks, but it's always a super kick. Well, they're super kicks, and it's crazy. Darby comes back with a crazy stunner, but then Janela just hits him with a fa- old fashioned Terry Funk style pile driver. Looked great. Darby bounced. Like RVD and ECW back in the day when he used to take mm. those kind of moves. Uh, Darby hits an avalanche code red and then the coffin drop. And Darby pins Janela, retaining the TNT title. And a little uh, hot opener here on Dynamite. I really love this match. I, I love how as soon as this was announced, we're expecting thumbtacks, staple guns, body bags. Yeah. The lot. And I love that they, as you said, started off doing real technical map-based wrestling and then they got a little dirtier. They started doing, like, Janela did, like, the, the fish hook 
mm-hmm. in the cheeks. And they started, um, there was the moment where Janela's uh, teeth were on the rope to like try and break a submission and Darby just kicks at it. So it started to get a bit more vicious, but still within the rules of wrestling, you know, and not going too crazy. I thought it was great. I thought it told a really nice story with sort of both guys trying to prove prove to us that there's more to them than just crazy stunts. Um, thought it was a nice opener. And also, I just love how in AEW, every match kind of feels unique. I'm not saying every match is stellar and hits it out the park, but it doesn't feel as formulaic. They all tend to kind of tell a story. Whereas I watch WWE at times and sometimes there's equally as crazy moves and stuff, but just the pattern of the match feels very samey. You know when they're going to a commercial break. It's uh, You know when the heat switches from the baby face back to the heel. It feels very samey and patterned. Whereas I think AEW, individual matches, especially TV matches that seem to be the most formulaic, seem to stand out on their own a bit more. And you get that with matches like this, with the match with Jungle Boy and Dax Harwood yeah. the other week. And these aren't main events. These are just matches on the show and tell a nice little contained story. And I was thoroughly entertained for the whole of this opener. Yeah, I, I would compare it to similar Jack and Dax the, mm. the few weeks ago. It's like, yeah, these two clearly can go out here and put on a great match. And yeah. that's kind of what they did. I, I really enjoyed it. I would like to see them tie it up even more so. This might have been yeah. Janela's best showing, I think. Uh, I remember that one with Kenny, though. That was on Dark when they first started. That match was crazy. If it happened on Dark, did it really yeah, happen? It didn't. It didn't, <laughs> it didn't happen. It didn't happen. Uh, Shot in the Dark, John Cena returning next week. He'll be talking all about Dark and NXT UK and all the other stuff and the Forbidden Doors, I'm sure. So Darby beats um, jo- Joey here and retains the title, but we might be seeing him a little bit later on. We have John Moxley. He says he's got a face... These two guys that look like dorks that they somehow joined together in some weird Facebook group, Kenta and Kenny and Don. And, well, I I have to team with a guy who's tried to kill me this past year in Lance Archer tonight in a match that may or may not be on the board. And, well, these guys want to take me off the boards. Tonight is not sanctioned. And me and Lance here, we're the nastiest suckers in the game. And we're going to dump you guys on your head. And we're going to go eye-to-eye, toe-to-toe. And tonight is not about uh, official matches or titles. Tonight is just for fun. Also revealing that he's carrying, for the first time on TV, the IWGP North American title. Or the US US title. US title, yeah. It does feel funny that um, now he's lost the AEW championship. He kind of remembers he has this title oh, as yeah. well. I have this one. Um, I mean, I guess waiting for that door to be opened. Yeah, but yeah. it's like, well, do you even care about this, Mox? Because I've never heard this mentioned yeah. until like a week it's, ago. It's true. And you've only just brought it out. Uh, that being said, I, I really enjoy John Moxie's promos. I, I always want to just listen to him as soon as he starts talking. February 26th. That's the date we're getting the match. Kenta versus Moxley. Yes. So that's coming up. New Japan uh, will be putting that on. So finally getting this one-on-one match. But they might fight today in this tag team match. And uh, if you're looking for weird Facebook groups, Mm -hmm. join the Up Next podcast Facebook group. Oh, yeah? 
Yeah. Why? What's going on? It's just, it's fun. Oh, I thought you, you were saying it's weird. I thought you were going somewhere with that. No, I mean, it is. I mean, I yeah, was, absolutely. Join the Facebook. Yeah, group. yeah. Have you worked? Our next podcast. Yeah, it's, it's a, it's a weird collective of people. Yeah. <laughs> you can say that. Join us there because we post a lot in there and uh, go back and forth. Uh, Sammy Guevara comes backstage into the inner circle dressing room and he clears the room. He says, proud and powerful, Jake Wardlow, please. I need to be alone with MGF, but cameraman, you can stay. So he goes, Max, I know what you're doing. I know that you're trying to take over the inner circle. MJF says, that's childish. This is a petty rivalry. Come on. You're, you were the apple of Chris Jericho's eye. And now the sex gods have died. And MJF is the new favorite. And let's be honest, Sammy, you don't hate me. You hate Chris Jericho. And Sammy realizes that MJF now is starting to like, what, like record videotape or something with mm-hmm. his phone here. And... Sammy realizes this, grabs his phone, smashes it. Well, no, he first he goes um, like sarcastically. Oh yeah, I hate Chris Jericho. Yeah. I want to take over the inner circle. <laughs> but that's when we see that it's been recorded right, because yeah. obviously MJF's going to use that and be like, "Hey, look what Sammy oh, said." Oh, he's so cheeky. Well, then he that he throws his phone and then he, what looked like he punched him in the nuts, but he punches him in the gut and then walks off. Yeah, um, I I have mixed feelings about this. I, I've enjoyed the, I've really enjoyed the story. And I think MJF and Sammy Guevara here as well are playing it really well. Um, this whole hidden, well, sorry, not hidden camera thing is getting a bit silly for me. So Tony Khan said he basically doesn't want these fly on the wall cameras he he wants there to always be a reason why a camera is there mm-hmm. so it's not like in wwe where people are having private conversations and no one knows about it right so that's why they're like hey i've i want the cameraman to stay here but then why do you care if someone's recording yeah you? because yeah you can just show jericho exactly the footage um and that's where bringing attention to it makes you see the like gap in logic whereas you watch wwe and you just go it's you suspend your disbelief but because they're trying to go out their way to explain it every time you end up picking the holes um i kind of felt it went from one to a hundred as well with the the gut punch and the smashing up of the phone um yeah but i am i am still interested in this i really like the story obviously Mm. with sammy and stuff but it got really hokey by the end of this yeah it was like Okay, well, <laughs> excuse oh, me, bless me, yeah, wow. Uh, it got it got really weird because the the gut punch looked over the top, like eighties wrestling. Oh, he punched me in the gut, and he's gonna sell it, but like, yeah. The thing is, it it looked like he punched him in the dick, and then he's selling the gut, and then um, and then later he's got his ribs taped up. So I mean, obviously that is him MJF playing it up. But yeah, I just. I mean, a gut punch does really hurt. It does. Like, it, it, will, just, it will knock you down like it did It's a here. sucker gut punch. It just didn't look the best. Well, we go to Caesar Bononi, mm. everyone's favorite wrestler in, yeah, a, sure. in AEW. He's teaming with literally your favorite wrestler, Pretty Peter Avalon. You would not stop talking about this guy last night. <laughs> uh, maybe it was something to do with that edible we did. <laughs> maybe, yeah. This guy's great. <laughs> you were like all over the, you were all over the place. No, I think guy. what I was saying is uh, when we eventually get crowds back, uh, you should still have, I, I don't want to see Peter Avalon wrestle, to right, be honest. Okay. But once crowds are back, yeah. you should still have 
Peter Avalon in his bed, yeah, watching on. And it can just be a thing. He can just be hired by AEW forever just to, to just be there. So, so fans can go. They want to have a picture with Peter Avalon in his bed. It's weird. And I, I just don't really want to well, see the guy wrestle. Well, like, spoilers, his bed's broken. I know. I'm, we'll get there. <laughs> Beds can be rebuilt. Yeah. Peter Avalon and Cesar Bononi versus uh, the, the Nightmare Collective, which is Cody Rhodes and Lee Johnson. Um, so, so many people have joined this Nightmare Collective. There's like 18 people in it now, but Cody has defended it and he's like, hey, this isn't like some stable or faction. We're like a, a, like a, literally like a family. We're a unit, you know, so. I, I know a lot of people, as soon as you see, uh, you hear another members join, everyone groans. But for me, this isn't like NWO where yeah. you're adding members. This feels more like a kind of New Japan stable. Yes. Where it's more about, like your how you train together. Like these guys are like training partners, and it feels more of a camp. And I could potentially see the Nightmare Family in ten years' time when maybe Cody's not even there. It's still kind of a a thing. It's it's Cutie's school, basically, isn't it? It's Cody's guys. It's um, I I don't mind it actually, and as long as it's not every week all 17 members are coming out and people are interfering but it's more like yeah he's just under the umbrella right just like you'll be like oh i'm such and such from chaos or i'm from suzuki gun or whatever yeah no it's true i like that in wrestling i mean the four horsemen back in the day not always like they were just still like a unit that they were all doing their own thing Mm. but like they were together they trained together travel together kind of essentially thing um, I, I think that's pretty, pretty great. Um, I just still am waiting for, uh, Lil Uzi Vert to join the Nightmare Collective. With oh, his diamond in his, his head. diamond in his head? Yeah. Uh, so we have a, uh, a match here. Pretty Peter Avalon, um, gets a drop kick here from, my autocorrect says Scotty, but there is no Scotty in this match, mm. so I'm presuming it's Cody. Uh, Cody, uh, Cody's working with Caesar Benoni here, and Benoni hits him with this, like, pump, a pump handle like drop onto like the front of Cody's body and it seemed to like, like a fall away slam pump handle kind of but yeah. landing on the face it looked pretty good uh, Cody starts to sell that his shoulders hurt and I did see online that maybe he legit hurt his shoulder oh. in this I, I wasn't sure um, but it, he was selling it and I, I, I noticed that he talked to the ref and then instantly the ref like I don't know he has an earpiece or something to talk mm. or listen or something um, but I, I hope he's alright um, and then it's 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 Cody who eventually gets beat down and tagged in and out with Peter Avalon and Benoni, but he tags finally to Lee Johnson and he shows up. He hits these crazy moves, including this like nuts corkscrew over the top rope thing to the outside. Like what even his was like the Fosbury flop, but while doing that, he's like, corkscrew like corkscrewing. Yeah. I don't know what the hell this was, but crazy. And if that wasn't enough, he gets out in the ring and hits this like fisherman buster into like the Ushigoroshi knee move, like kind of like Kenny, but mm. it, within a fisherman buster, just crazy. Uh, Benoni's though in breaks this up and he's, he's a big boy here. Uh, Peter Avalon's the, the legal guy though and goes for his martinis. But misses it, and Lee Johnson rolls him up and gets the win for the Nightmare Family Collective. Cody and Lee Johnson win this match. Um, I actually quite enjoyed this, and I I thought this was a great idea to to bring up some dark talent with um, Benoni, Avalon, and Johnson here. What I liked is when we've seen in the past. Remember, we had I think there was a some four way or a tag team match on a Raw once when they just bought up. NXT wrestlers and I think Sami Zayn was one of them and stuff and just put the match on they did it with Charlotte as well I believe Uh, we saw it the beginning of 
the cruiserweight division where they just throw on the cruiserweight matches on Raw and no one would care because they wouldn't know anyone. Right. Whereas here you've given three guys that unless you watch Raw, uh, sorry, unless you watch Dark, you really don't know who these guys are. But you've paired them with the star of the company. So therefore, it makes people who don't watch Dark be like, oh, well, it's a Cody match. I kind of got to watch this. Yeah. You stick around and then you see, oh, this Lee Johnson guy is pretty good. Um, so I, I thought it was a really good job. And I, I would like to see them maybe do this a bit more when they kind of graduate some people from Dark, that they they mix them up. Because if this was Lee Johnson and Brandon Cutler versus Avalon and Benoni, right. you'd you'd switch the channel, you know? Like, who are these guys? Why am I... This tag match means nothing to me. I thought this did a great job in... Cody kind of just sat back. I don't know. Apparently in the in the chat room on Twitch, people are saying he has a slight tear to his rotator cuff. Oh, so he was injured. So okay. maybe he did a bit less, but I still think the win was going to be Johnson and it was an idea to showcase Lee Johnson. Oh, and, yeah, for sure. And I thought they completely succeeded. I thought he looked great. And, I mean, I'm sure you'll get to the promo now. Yeah, no, I, I, I like Lee Johnson winning this match because I, I, I don't know what the martinis is from Peter Avalon. Great name, considering that's his gimmick right mm. now is drinking martinis. It looked like he was going for like double knees to the back of the head. Yeah. It was missed. Uh, I like the fact that it was Lee who got the win here because it, it gives him the Cody rub here. Like, yeah, you were tagging with him, but you won the match. Yeah. So it's great. After the match, the Nightmare family here has, a, he kind of cuts a promo and, uh, he says, um, Cody taught me, Dustin taught me, Arn, even Brandy showed me, if you do the work, it always pays off. And the Rhodes family is my family. I did this for them, and they did this for me. Yeah. Yeah, a great little promise. It kind of seemed um, like off the cuff, even though it, it wasn't. It sounded, you know? it sounded like a kind of legit athlete. Yeah, it sounded yeah. someone who's been in the twenty under-21s division and has just beaten one of your top stars in like Peter a, Avalon in a first round match <laughs> or something and they've been like oh all this attention's finally on me but sounded like a sports star here which I I like in promos especially if if it's someone who's not particularly flashy yeah like I want it to sound just real um Chris Elliott in the Twitch room brings up a point that I didn't really notice Cutie Marshall's reaction to Lee Johnson not mentioning him oh he mentioned everyone including Brandy but his own coach wow didn't he didn't mention I mean, it is the, the Cody's, the line that he says, do the work. Like, that's his thing. So, I mean, yeah, but yeah, that could be a, a little f- what, QT heel turn. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I mean, maybe we'll just lead to I the mean, match. For, for Lee Johnson, that's fine. Like, yeah. you're not going to put him against Omega right away, are you? Yeah, yeah. I think uh, a little, maybe eventually you can see him racking up wins and maybe getting a bit too big for his boots and mm. can have little feud with a Dustin and a QT leading to a Cody, perhaps. Yeah. I mean, we're talking long term here, but... I was impressed here. I thought this did a real good job with Lee Johnson. Yeah, helped get him over for sure. We go to the Young Bucks backstage there with the Good Brothers, and uh, the Young Bucks are kind of they're kind of recreating. The, I watched a little bit of BTE this year, this week with uh, being the Elite, and they did this pretty much on the show. So I was, it felt like I was watching this the second time, right? Um, and they're like, "Oh, our, our heats with Private Party, Private Shardy." And that the Young Bucks uh, should just be happy that, you know, they 
they're, they're taking care of private party. Now you got to deal with Jericho and, and MGF. They were mocking you last week, but who cares? Cause you guys live in big mansions and the young bucks kind of are playing like, like the good guys here. Like they're innocent. Like you, we didn't really want you guys to interfere and stuff. So they kind of come up with an idea that not only will they put the titles on the line against Jericho and MJF at the pay-per-view, but next week we'll show the world against Proud and powerful. We'll give them a title shot next week, live on Dynamite. Private party. Uh, sorry, proud and powerful. So many PPs. PP versus the Young Bucks. Titles on the line. I think we're getting a title change. Whoa. I I could see private party. Uh, sorry, in a circle versus in a <laughs> yeah. circle yeah. at Revolution. Okay. And then it could be down to the Good Brothers why that happened, and you could go to that Good Brothers. Young Bucks match mm, at the pay per view. At the pay per view, okay, yeah, that's definitely a, a route you could see. Um, I, I think that might make more sense, to be honest. And then you've got the Bucks who are chasing; they could even chase with the Impact titles, maybe put them on the line. Um, but yeah, I, I liked how the Bucks here were like, "Guys, you're idiots. We, if we won, we could have picked anyone, and we were going to pick you. Can you yeah. imagine how big that match would have been? Right, Good Brothers versus the Bucks." But you were dumb. You came out. You interfered. And that's not going to happen now. I, I just think we didn't really have any interaction between Jericho, MJF, and the Bucks here. Did we? No. Not, not that I remember. No. And we're three weeks away now. It's, yeah. it's coming up close. So You're right. It makes sense. I, fuck it. Put it on uh, Proud and Powerful. We all know everyone talks about how proud and powerful are just like kind of they're just sitting there, right? And like they're they they can put on some crazy matches and some great storytelling. I think even just being in the inner circle, the comedy, the the acting of both of them, like play really well together. Santana especially is so cool. He's so cool. Like always, just dress looks fucking awesome. And Ortiz is great. Whenever he's had a promo, I've been like, wow, this this guy. I like I see a lot in Santana, but. And as you said, Ortiz with his comedy as well. The, these guys should be bigger. But, I mean, they're a big deal. They're in the inner circle, which is a main event act. Yeah. But I barely see them wrestle. I want I want to see them beat the Bucks next week, even if it's by hook or by crook. I want Proud and Powerful to win. And then inner circle, uh, like, team fight at the pay-per-view. Hey, who knows? Maybe they could quit too and be with Sammy. And that's a three-man group there. Yeah. Right? Like, uh, Rishi in the Twitch chat is saying, I think... Uh, Ortiz and Santana will get screwed by MJF and will end up leaving the inner circle. As okay, well. got you. So the the whole inner circle is just going to be an outer Collapsing, circle. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I want to see Power and Powerful beat the Bucks, and then you can do Bucks versus Good Brothers at the pay per view. The Bucks could screw them over, and they lose the titles to Private Party. Maybe an impact over there, right? That's yeah. what they're doing. Uh, so yeah, that sounds like a, a, a pretty interesting story. The intertwine, like the, the different stories, kind of mm. flying through. Uh, and I think Good Brothers versus Bucks is a match people would, I would want to watch. That I think I, there are people that I'd rather see against the Bucks. Yeah, I think on name value and just the Bullet Club connection and like all do that, it one time. I do want to see. Yeah, it. do it yeah, one time. Sure. Considering I've watched them tag so many times in New Japan mm. Ring of Honor back in the day, so like yeah, I kind of want to see. This. And I think what's kind of cool now with the whole open door thing is you can you can have a few different programs and you've got different pay-per-views you can put them on yeah it you could do sam sorry uh bucks and good brothers at revolution but if you wanted to put it on the what is it, rebellion too many too many 
stupid titles. Revolution, Rebellion. Yeah, Rebellion's Impact, I think. Like, you've got two pay-per-views, essentially, you can put it on. Or if you just wanted to get a big number on Dynamite, there's lots of opportunities for these matches to happen. Yeah, I... I still feel like it's it's impact that's getting like not the greatest uh not yet not yet <laughs> greatest help here cuz you mentioned uh like if it happens on dark does it really happen mm. if it happens on impact does it really happen yeah tree falls in the woods do you really hear it uh so we go to next and it's uh hangman page mhm looking at a nice and a nice jacket here nice denim jacket with yeah, the fur I, inside yeah i want this yeah it looks I like a real montana cowboy mm. Kevin Costner vibe, uh, not Robin Hood. Kevin Costner. What's wrong with that? <laughs> the accent, more of a Carrie Elwes. <laughs> Hangman, no, he's just a glorious looking man. Matt Hardy shows up and says, "Hey, Hangman, I know you don't want to, you know, be in a tag team, but last the the win we got, I'm just, I'm still over, I'm over the moon with just how happy I am with this. It's just crazy that we won this match. We are special. Hey, what are you doing tonight? Because uh, I got this bar rented out." Just for me. All you can drink. Tabs on me. And Hangman's like, oh. Just go to your hotel room. Yeah. What's the point in having a bar just to yourself? Yeah, it's weird. But it's Matt Hardy. He says he's big money Matt. Unless you're like, you fancy the bartender or whatever. Like, what's the point? Just right. Just buy a bottle of vodka and a crate of beer and go to your room. You're like, Hangman, I got a bottle of Jack. Let's go. Yeah. Come to my room. That's what the wrestlers really do these days. <laughs> no, all the days. So, but yeah. yeah, there's no bars to go to. So he, Matt just There rented. are in Florida. Yeah, true. But Matt just rented one out and they're drinking there. So Hangman's like, yeah, sure. Uh, I'll meet you. I just got to go uh, get my phone. So Matt's like, cool. I'll meet you like a little bit later. And, and he leaves. And then Hangman starts to go a different way. And the Dark Order walk by. And I don't know. I, I've I've said this before. The the Hangman character for the past year plus has been someone that you could like relate to. Mm. But here, I I don't know why I felt like I related to this. Maybe it's like when you're you're at a bar and you're you're chatting to one person or you know one girl or a guy or whatever, and then they're like, yeah, yeah, I'll meet you up later, and like we can we can connect. And you're like, huh, all right. And then you turn around, and it's like that like one night stand you had like last week or something. Or something. Yeah. You're like, oh, hey, hey, hi, you're here too. Oh, yeah. okay. And it was like that, but with the dark order, and they're all like. Oh, hey, hang, hangman, hangman, and Silver's like, you look good. Ah, oh, stupid. What did I say? Oh, <laughs> uh, the com, the, the 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 face turn of Dark Order uh, is so great. I want Dark Order versus Proud and Powerful to be the next feud. If that's their titles on Proud and Powerful, Silver and Reynolds. Yeah, I okay. want them to feud with them down the line. Those are going to be some great matches. Uh, so Hangman's in this dilemma here, where he's he's agreed to hang out with Matt Hardy who kind of is being a little sneaky. We're not sure what the deal is yet, but he's being kind of sneaky. Mm. And Dark Order just wanted to be his friend. Yeah. So Hangman's like, Hangman's kind of doing them dirty a little bit. Again, I really, really connected with this here. (laughs) Yeah, he's just, he's lost. He's, he doesn't kind of know where he needs to go in his life right now. Dark Order is like that really sweet girl next door that like just wants to like hang and be his friend and genuine and like mm. wants to just like be good for him. And then Matt Hardy's over there being like, "Hey, I got an eight ball in my room. You want to come hang out?" Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, ah, I don't know. <laughs> I really like this. this I'm enjoying little, it. Yeah, I, th- I think it's a nice story. Um, it makes me invested into this character. It's so good. We go to the bastard pack. He's going up against the Hollywood hunk, Ryan Nemeth. Don't call him Dolph Ziggler, Ryan Nemeth. No. But I'm going to wear Dolph Ziggler gear and do all Dolph Ziggler's moves. 
He didn't do any moves in this match. No, he hit fair. the Ziggler DDT. Got, oh, okay. He did the Ziggler DDT. Thing? Yeah, he did the Ziggler DDT. <laughs> definitely got more in the other week. Uh, yeah, just just crazy. Uh, I read a story online that he's here because he's he was close with Brody Lee's family, okay. apparently. And then I think Tony Khan was like, hey, you want to wrestle? And now he's just been, been wrestling. So, I mean, good for him. And, and that's really awesome to see. But... I saw. I know he's trolling online. Like, don't call me Dolph Ziggler, but like, you're aiming to look like Ziggler. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Uh, this is Pack just killing him. Lights uh, lights him up with these kicks, and then um, he does get hit with. Pack gets the DDT, and he sells it like crazy. Where he does the flip, like, and just dies from this DDT. But he comes back, knocks out Nemeth, hits the Black Arrow to the back, and then the Rings of Saturn. Uh, what does he call it? The brutalizer. The brutalizer, and the the shot here of Nemeth's face just screaming in agony has been memed already. That I've seen this morning, and uh, Pack's face as well. Yeah, <laughs> so like, almost going cross-eyed, like pulling the yeah. arms back. Look great. Uh, so Pack wins this match in a flash here. Um, yeah, yeah, just a very easy squash here from Pack. He looks great as always. Um. Yeah, Pack going. Pack's one of the best. Like he, he, he can put on a great match with anyone. I think. Um. Looking forward to see kind of where he ends up. Maybe a TNT title picture down the line. I'm not too sure. Um. But more with uh, the the Death Triangle as well. We have a recap of last week's wedding. Sorry, someone in the in the Twitch room just put Dolph Ziggler's changed his profile picture on Twitter. To Ryan Nemeth. That picture from that, picture, that yeah, yeah, from the Brutalizer. <laughs> yeah, his, the picture is so funny. That is hilarious. Yeah, the picture of Ryan's face here getting stretched. Great, <laughs> great shot. Um, yeah, we go to a recap of last week's beach break with the wedding of Kip and Penelope and how Chucky e. T handcuffed or foot cuffed Miro and the Penelope got cake on her and there was Orange Cassidy in the cake and. Yeah, we really needed this recapped, I think. Yeah. Um, Miro cuts a promo saying, you shouldn't mess with us. Um, and then it cuts to Orange Cassidy and Chucky e. T, who are just drinking champagne backstage. And they're like, "What did they, didn't they think Orange Cassidy was going to come out of a wedding cake? And then they cheers and drink the champagne. Um, yeah. Yeah, it didn't really need this. Well, if you go to patreon.com slash up next, you can listen to our top five moments of love podcast oh, yeah. that will be dropping tomorrow. We recorded it yesterday where we're talking all about the weddings of pro wrestling and they're all better than that one. Yes. <laughs> even, we even talk about Teddy Long and Crystal's wedding. Mm-hmm. Talk about Billy and Chuck. Talk about every wrestling wedding possible and all moments of just love and relationships in wrestling and cheating. And yeah. uh, bad love chapel stuff. All as of well. it. All of the love. Yeah, uh, that's that's out on the Patreon tomorrow if you're interested. Patreon.com slash up next. There's a nice plug for you. Uh, Jericho at MJF. They're backstage, and Jericho's not really sure what's going on with Sammy. And um, MJF's like trying to explain, like, yeah, he punched me. And now MJF's got his, his taped up ribs, mm. like, oh, he punched me in the gut. And. Jericho's like, no, I don't, I, I don't believe that he did that. And he's like, no, he did it. He did it. He smashed my phone. Well, let's worry about this match, says Jericho, because they have a tag team match up against the acclaimed. Mm. Same a name. Um, the acclaimed have, um, former history with MJF. I was told this morning from a listener who sent me, uh, cause he, they mentioned here about, they mentioned the, you are my sunshine to MJF and that's what makes him mad and he ju- he gets out of the ring to start this match off and they they start fighting uh cuz Max uh, MJF was on Rosie O'Donnell when he was a kid this clip has been shared everywhere yes yes I've but she that. she makes him sing and on that on the show he sings you are my sunshine hmm. so the 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 acclaimed are on the indies did this gimmick where they like sampled 
that him singing that and rapped over it, like making fun of him. And the, the, the whole rap was like how MJF is actually a nice person and it's all a lie. Right. Because <laughs> he's a sunshine. Yeah. So when he mentioned, you are my sunshine here, MJF is like, don't you fucking dare. And that's when he starts to beat him up here. Um, MJF and Jericho, though, uh, double team these guys and there's, there's a double flapjack. Um, Jericho does his classic, come on, baby, pinning, old school pin attempt there, stomping there. Uh, Bowens hits this, like, torture rack kind of body slam thing that looked pretty cool here. Uh, at one point, Jericho has the upper hand, but gets the boom box into the face, but he kicks out at two. I thought for sure this was where they were sneak mm. a pin on these guys and throw a wrench into this. Um, there's Bowens who gets, like, thrown out of the ring here, just gets flown out. And I think it's Jericho who eventually just hits the Judas effect, and they get the win over the acclaimed here. And somewhat quick fashion, but nothing really... It's a it's a heel team versus a yeah. heel team match, so the dynamic is a bit weird. Um the acclaim definitely lent into more of a babyface style, even though they bent the rules a bit. I could see them as a good babyface team down the line, actually. The acclaimed? The acclaimed, yeah. yeah. Uh, they were definitely kind of playing that role, but it's it's just jarring watching two heels I think go the, at it, I think. The hip-hop thing worked with Cena because you're like you're you're trying to be funny right yeah so exactly. when you kind of realize that you make it you're, it you're dissing the the heels for sure yeah. so I, I definitely see them going more that way down the line uh this wasn't bad at all just um it's just kind of there. it was yeah just there for me uh the story comes after the match because Sammy Guevara comes out and mm. Jericho's like Sammy where were you you weren't ringside with us here and Sammy says I'm done with the inner circle I quit and he leaves gets out of the ring walks up the ramp looks at the two tunnels and goes through the baby face one to the right mm. he goes he leaves through so now sammy basically teasing that he's a good guy he's done with these guys and the inner circle are like whoa and mjf's like like oh no oh no not sammy leaving because he it's all it's what he wanted all along uh, but when we go to come back from commercial, it's Alex Marvez doing his greatest acting. <laughs> Sammy, Sammy, why did you leave the inner circle? As Sammy's trying to leave the, the venue here, Daly's place. I need time to refocus. I need time away from this place. And he leaves. Uh, impact? Impact. Think? Fuck that owl. Yeah, probably. Makes sense. I, I think there's actually a couple of people he could have some... Really cool matches with their mm-hmm. Trey Miguel, Rich Swan. Like, uh, w- there's also like the AAA Avenue there. I know Leo Rush just beat uh, Laredo yeah, Kid for a true. cruiser title over there that's as true. well. I wonder how. I mean, I guess Mexico's easy enough to go in and out of right now, isn't it? I have no I idea. Think, yeah, I don't know. Uh, but um, Sammy and the like X Division Impact. Yeah, I, I think we could see um, that. That's where I see Sammy going. Yeah, um, and I think that would be that would be cool. And kind of can start seeing him work more babyface, I guess, over there, perhaps, and yeah. for coming back. But I'm I'm still very much interested in this story. I wouldn't mind seeing him again with Proud and Powerful being like more of a unit there. I think they could have some crazy matches between the three of those guys, like Death Triangle, Best Friends. There's so many avenues down the line. But Sammy as a babyface works for me. He's, he's, his yeah. moves are flashy. Yeah. He, he comes across. He could come. He could come across as a great babyface one day. Uh, but I like this. It makes you think. Where could he? Could he show up on Impact? Mm. New Japan. The door is open. <laughs> so many places. I, I prefer to mainly just because of the presentation. I think I'd prefer to see him in Impact than New Japan Strong. Yeah, I think I know, I know Impact's still empty arena, but they're piping in noise now. It kind of feels a bit more right, like 
a good environment, whereas I, I find it really hard to watch those kind of New Japan matches now. It's weird. The, the US ones. Yeah, 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 yeah. We have Hangman Page and Matt Hardy. They're at the bar. It's empty. Just the bartender in them. And you, we see Hangman's clearly had a few already. There's like empty glasses where Matt's just had the one glass sitting there. And Matt says, Hangman, I'm still buzzing off our wing, win, man. And the, he orders an, a, a shot. And the shot comes. And when Hangman's t- pulling his back, Matt Hardy doesn't drink his and pours it Dumps away. It. Does a, the classic fake drinking here. And says, Paige, I've had a great time with you. You know, uh, I know you don't want to make be a tag team with me, but I think I could make you the best. I could make you richer than your wildest dreams. I could make you millions of dollars. And Hangman now is drunk and is like, oh, yeah, I, I, I bet you could. Like, you're great. I love you, Matt Hardy. Like, you're awesome. And he goes, look, why don't, you know, you work for me. You 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 sign this contract I have here. Um, we'll make millions of dollars. I'll only take 30% of your earnings and hangman's like, yeah, you know, that sounds great. I I think, I think that's a good idea because he's, he's drunk and he gives him this contract. And as hangman's signing it, Matt looks at this camera again, pointing out the fly on the wall camera needs a reason to be there. And he goes, I'm making sure you're here. So, so there's proof video proof that this is legit. And then goes back. Like hangman didn't even realize this. This, this moment was ridiculous because like, you can always do a tweet if anyone's like, oh, so why was there a camera here for this? You can have Matt Hardy go, I needed it to, I needed a witness. Yeah. You know, but I think here it's like the reason why I've got a camera in this bar right now is because it's like, all right, Matt, geez. Okay. All right. So Hangman uh, signs this thing. Well, as Matt is talking to the camera, yeah. Hangman switches the contract. Oh, okay. Gotcha. He had more contracts in his pocket, which right. he pulled out. So obviously he, he signed something different. Yeah, yeah. So Matt Hardy goes, I, I gotta, I gotta go. Thanks. And then like leaves and hangman's like, ah, oh, I feel pretty good. And then chills, just chilling there. So I wonder what this contract's saying. This other maybe, contract? maybe hangman is now Matt Hardy's agent or something. <laughs> Cause Matt Hardy's going to be to screw over Matt, right? Surely. Good. Yeah. I, I think, uh, I think it, I, I don't like the, I, it's it's weird because it's like yeah it's a stupid wrestling show but it's him like basically getting this guy drunk and mm. like doing things it's like it's it's still like all right well I don't know but I I like Hangman's acting and like anything mm. he does like again this character he does is you you don't know if he's acting stupid drunk if he's not that like he's in wrestling or movies it's so like when someone's acting drunk they're so over the top. But he never he 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 sometimes gets to that line and then he never goes over it though. Well, what I what I took from this, I don't think Hangman was drunk. Right, he's, he's someone, Bond. He's someone that drinks. He's James Bond. Yeah, he's We've, someone that drinks a lot. Yeah, and he's not been in this bar long. Yeah, because Matt only invited him twenty minutes ago. Right. So I think he's he's playing drunk because he knows that this is Matt Hardy's plan. Yeah, he's already got the second contract there. Yeah. Um. So I think yeah, the character of Hangman is playing drunk here, but I think he's pretty sober. Yeah, I he's think He's only so. had, like, a double jack at this point. We've done a few of these uh, James Bond reviews on the Patreon, thinking <laughs> thinking No Time to Die would come out, but there is a lot of time to die. So we, on the Patreon, deep in the archive there, we the Daniel Craig Bond movies, mm. and we, we talk about how the only time you saw James Bond get drunk is, like, in... Casino Royale, I think. On it's the, on the fl- it's in Quan- oh, is Quantum. It? He gets I think, drunk. And he's on a flight, and he does like eight, like four ounce 
martinis and then finally you see Bond because throughout the history of James Bond he drinks all the drunk. time but you never see him drunk it's because he drinks all the time and he's can like, always perform yeah just like Hangman yeah just like Hangman he's he's you know he's a professional drinker so of course he's not gonna let some Matt Hardy no. come in there and switch his con like get it get him to sign some shit I'm interested in seeing where this is going I, I like Hangman's acting this is such a wartime thing though the whole getting like your enemy drunk to try and get secrets <laughs> from them. Like they apparently there are these like miracle uh like drugs you can take that like m- mean you can't get drunk or you don't get a hangover what? and stuff like that that people would take. Like scientists would make for people during war times to yeah. take so they'd be like right you're going to get drunk with the enemy okay and you're going to get information weird but you're going to be sober because you're going to take this what i don't know if it's a like a myth or what but yeah it's definitely a thing get the other person drunk to truth serum take advantage of them yeah wow that's that's wild well hope hope hangman uh, i want to know what that contract was with that that switched yeah, out once we'll find out well we go to tony skiavone he says, hey, I'm tired of saying this, but here's Sting. <laughs> so Sting comes out and Sting's about to say some things and, and point his bat. But before he can, Team Taz show up on the Titantron. And he's like, hey, Sting. Hey, Sting, we're uh, we're going on a little road trip and we have a special passenger. You might know him. And the camera pans and it's Team Taz loading. Well, Darby's already in this body bag and they tie it to their car, their truck. And then they drive off with Darby like in this body bag attached to the car, like dragging around through the parking lot. So Sting sees this and then like goes through the tunnel and Sting is in hot pursuit. Is he? Is he really? Because he just, he just walks and to go find Darby. I, I mean, is it a thing where he's going, ah, I need to go after them, but realistically they're driving a truck and I'm 56. <laughs> like, yeah, what am I, I going to do? I've got to make it look like I'm trying to help my hoodlum son, but, <laughs> What am I going to do? Hot pursuit. He was like, oh, fuck. Darby's in a bad situation. It sucks for him. But I, got, I what am I supposed to do? Essentially is what Sting. <laughs> I, did, I don't know. Uh, so that happened. This is just so repetitive um, for me. Sure, Team Taz did something. But Darby seems to do this shit for fun anyway. He, yeah. He's got his mate to put yeah. him in a body bag and drive him around. So he jumps out of hotel windows. If we'd never seen his black and white videos where he does this crazy shit i think this would be like because it is crazy he's in a body bag being dragged around by a, a car like a truck like that's pretty nuts so Darby i feel next a bit week. desensitized from it so it meant nothing for me and it was just another segment of sting coming out not saying anything um sting just likes to make his end en- this was a quick entrance though i noticed because they were going to throw to this thing but darby next week should just be like yeah i was fine uh i do this all the time and i I'm starting to get more worried because we really haven't seen Sting do anything physical at all. Saving it. <laughs> Maybe, but like this story's gone on for a while. I'd have thought we'd have had... We need the Sting beatdown, surely. Or we need something... I want a Sting beatdown. We need yeah. something more to happen because as it is right now, I'm just... I'm losing interest in this match because I'm like, oh, I don't think Sting's allowed to really do anything. Yeah, uh, we'll see. They've just been treading water for a while with this thing. And I, I think maybe just suspend Team Taz for a couple of weeks so we just don't need to, like, storyline-wise, we don't need to see them now. 
until like the go home show in my mind yeah and that's all these there's still a few weeks right yeah three that's wild yeah Yeah, you need to do maybe a little something different this wasn't too this was like this was very like uh itchy and scratchy like that's how i feel team taz and 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 sting it's like so like just just beat him up it's an old guy i don't like someone in the room's bringing up that uh sting did do the baseball bat shot but yeah that's i i'm not really counting that as physical you know he yeah. has he hasn't taken a bump no. he hasn't delivered a move or a punch or anything he's just jabbed a bat yeah at someone uh i'm not saying you know i, I have lost interest I, I i think i kind of burnt out with this a few weeks ago and yeah. every week is kind of proving my point it's very repetitive yeah i think if you maybe made the story of this a little bit more like you didn't announce this match yet but then Sting's like added to this match or something. I don't know. There needs Sting hasn't done anything really. He just comes out and stands around, and it's yeah. like you do it every week. Yeah. Keep him off TV, make him special, and then mm. yeah. yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, strange. Hot pursuit. <laughs> Sting is in hot pursuit, and he's mm. like, "Oh, I'm gonna walk this way." <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm definitely not as into this. As Why are five was. guys so afraid of this 50, 60 year old dude in face paint? Like, yeah. <laughs> I'd fight him. <laughs> I'd I'd give it a shot. So why can't five of these guys fucking do it? I don't understand. Instead, they go after Darby. Respectful, I guess. Yeah. Respect your elders. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Alex Marvez has had a busy day because earlier today, he was on the hunt for the world champion Kenny to get an interview. And Marvez finds Kenny Omega on the golf course here in Florida. And he goes, hey, Kenny, uh, what, what are you doing out here? You have a match tonight. Shouldn't you be like preparing for that? And Kenny's like, yo, fuck off. I'm golfing. All right? You weird stalker, you. Yeah, like, leave, leave me, me alone. alone. Leave me alone. He says, no talking when I'm golfing. Uh, hold on, hold on. Sit back and watch this shot. So Kenny makes this shot. Uh, sand goes everywhere. And Kenny's like, look, I'm already the best. So I thought, why not You know, try out in, in other things like golf? So he's doing the Michael Jordan. Mm. <laughs> it's The Michael Jordan is so good at basketball. He's like, why don't I give... This is shot. Why don't I try baseball yeah. or golf or cartoon movies <laughs> about baseball, golf, <laughs> and baseball and basketball? Uh, he says that I, I, I'm I'm fine. I'm chilling. He this is where I go to like see nature and clear my mind and clear my thoughts. And uh, he he's not he's not shooketh by his match tonight because he's he's already the best. To be fair, I I don't blame him. You need to clear your mind sometimes. There's only so much training you can do and sometimes doing something else playing around a golf maybe clear the mind have you in top form for the match um i i thought kenny was great here he's just he's such a dick yeah he's playing it so well just so arrogant pompous um golf as well like the choice of golf it's just it's always seen more of a elitist sport yeah. as well now and now he's trying to dip his toe into into golf and he looked okay as well. Don was Don was kind of cheating for him a yeah. bit, but he's still like so. While this he still is happening, didn't look too bad. Yeah, while this is like this interview is kind of happening in the in the way background on this golf course, you see two people, and it looked like Don Callis, and then it was revealed that it was him who clearly picks up this ball mm. and goes and puts it in the hole, and then goes, "Whoa, did you see that shot, Kenny? You got it in the hole!" And he's like, "Ah, I know, I'm I'm just so good at golf." <laughs> so it's showing that invisible hand, Don Callis, just like he did with wrestling. He's He's brainwashing Kenny here, like like doing, making it look like he's the best because yeah. he kind of already been doing that in, oh, yeah. in wrestling. But uh, I like this like 
next level world champ Kenny. It's it's good. It's, I just thought the visual was cool as well. He's just golfing. being on the golf green with Alex Marvez chasing after him. Isn't that that to me is like a, a, a you know a Ric Flair type thing? Like that's something a badass world champ would be doing. I'm not flustered about a match tonight. I'm fucking champ. I'm golfing. It also kind of feels we just mentioned it, but Bond villain esque, right? You know, like Goldfinger would go and have a, a round of golf yeah, and exactly. that kind of thing. It, exactly. it feels very villainy. Yeah, ex- and I like it. it's exactly that. I, 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 I enjoy this. I want to see more of like this, like doing like, I don't know, a rich white people shit. Pretty much, pretty much. <laughs> just stuff that's going to get you mad. Yeah, make me mad as watching him golf. I'm like, fuck you, Especially, man. Especially like we're stuck at home <laughs> in a basement and you're in the sunshine playing Golfing. golf. Yeah. With all the freedom in the world. Yeah. It's like, fuck you, Kenny. Yeah, I, I, I like it a lot. I need to see more of that. Um, and, you know, maybe golf does clear your mind. You know, Oka- I think so. Okada. It calming. Uh, Okada always says fishing is what he does. That's fishing right, is what yeah. helps. Like, And I could totally see that. You mm. Burn one and go fishing, your mind will be so clear. Mm. I can't do the – I want to get into the yoga thing, but I can't – meditation is hard for me. I have – my brain never stopped. So, but that you it, you can't just meditate and be right. fine. It's, yeah, it's practice. Yeah, you got to practice. Do it. Just like you golf. can't just sit down cross legged and go do on it. for a minute. Um. Be like, well, I'm still thinking about everything. <laughs> everything takes work. Yeah, it's true. Well, uh, I, I like these evil golf, Kenny. Uh, we go to our next match, and it's legit Layla Hirsch versus Thunder Rosa. Um, Rosa, in an insert promo, says she's winning this damn tournament because this is the first American side of this women's tournament for the title. And I'm winning the damn thing, and and then I'll get back my NWA women's title, too, and then I'll beat up Britt Baker with her stupid nose. (laughs) I love how every promo, Thunder Rosa's just like, Britt, your nose is big. I really like Thunder Rosa. I kind of of forget every week how much I like her until I see her promo and watch her wrestle i i just she's fiery i like it yeah very i really like it yeah uh there's a standing senton early on here but hirsch comes back with a hurricane rana out of the corner then a tope suicida uh lurch sorry hirsch does these crazy like transitions flying arm bars and crazy stuff here but rosa comes back with a hangman neck breaker at one point there's like arm bars and arm breakers and sentons uh there's a a counter from rosa who turns it into the final cut which is like the we were talking about this movie the other day like the reverse ddt into the like Mm -hmm. sit out thing Uh, finn balor kind of does it like a sling blade um then there's like bicycle knees from hirsch as she comes back uh hirsch misses this moonsault after going for it a second time and rosa gets this like huge knee for a near fall and then it's thunder rosa who eventually picks her up for this fire thunder driver, which is like the Rikishi driver, sit out like Tombstone essentially kind of move, and uh, Thunder Rosa pins Hirsch. Yeah, pretty pretty good match, I thought. Yeah. Um, again, just kind of reestablish how good Thunder Rosa is. I think she's going to be a, a one to watch in this tournament. Layla Hirsch has impressed me every time I've seen her as well. Um, more kind of traditional catches catch can style wrestling from her which i i like uh i thought this is pretty good yeah the 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 women's matches have definitely improved over the last few weeks um i still feel they need to hate to use the term but get to that sports entertainment level as well have the more of the storylines and the promos and stuff making me care about them a bit more um 
but I think the actual wrestling's been pretty good the last few weeks. Yeah, this tournament's a good next step into, like, kind of, I think everyone's been on the same page thinking that the women's division's kind of just been, like, barely there, yeah. really. It's not been much going on, and I think with this tournament, it'll definitely spice things up and turn things around. The the, the Japanese side of it, they said this airing on Monday on their YouTube. On YouTube. Yeah, that is very interesting. I'm going to have to check that out. We'll talk about it maybe a little bit next week, because uh, Maki Ito... And uh, that mm. that tweet from Jim Cornette was really really oh, funny. The shitty deity. Let's not even talk. Yeah, about I know, it. but what don't like. She, I I love her. I think she yeah. could be a very big star. I realized uh, that I went to um, DDT coming to America in mm. uh, WrestleMania weekend, and I talked to her. Oh, okay. I, I was like, it was that her? I'm pretty sure it was her, Mackie Ito. And then I looked it up and I was like, yeah, uh, there was another wrestler that I won't mention I had talked to because he's been canceled, but he was on that card too. But then I remember leaving and she was like, thanks for coming. And then I, I, I think I, I must have had some Japanese fresh in my mind at the time. And I, I spoke to her in Japanese and then she like loved it. So I started talking to her for the longest time, but. Uh, I can't wait to see that. I don't know if she's on this Monday show, but I... This... I think they said they're doing all the first round matches. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I, I like this tournament idea. And then, so what? The Japanese side meets the American side and they, like, fight each other eventually? Or They'll... Well, they'll have the whole tournament one side, whole tournament the other, and then whoever wins the Japanese side will just come over. So okay. you're only going to have one person coming okay. over from okay. Japan. No, but cool. I, I thought this match was great. Uh, legit Layla Hirsch got a new, like the name, Legit Layla Hirsch. Yeah. Thunder Rose is super fiery. I like the, the, the direction. Tony Schiavone is with Jungle Boy, Jack Perry. Sit down. He says, Dax, we had a great match. You slapped me silly, but what matters is I came out on top. I came out a different man. I tapped you out. And no, we didn't tell on you. We we beat you in a match, and that's it. You decided to do all this stuff, to kidnap Marco, to do all this ridiculous stuff. And, well, we we you we, we wanted you, and, well, I, I want another match, and I'm going to show you. I'm going to make you my bitch. So a rematch, possibly, of either a tag of Jurassic Express versus FTR or just a one-on-one Jungle Boy, Jack Perry match. But uh, I thought Jungle Boy... Sounded pretty good here. Next step, I think. Definitely improving, yeah. Definitely taking a step forward. Uh, still a long way to go with the promo, but um, it's starting to sound a bit more believable. Kind of goes back to that Lee Johnson thing. Like, I, he sounded like a real human being, which is a good first step. Didn't mm-hmm. really sound like he was leading, reading lines until the classic bitch line. Of course. Which <laughs> seems to be in every promo. Yeah, everyone days. always says, make you my bitch. Um, but still not really got that sizzle to it yeah, yeah. but it'll come um hopefully if he's got some of his dad's like acting yeah, chops dna somewhere in there yeah. it'll come out but yeah definitely a step forward for jungle boy luke perry uh rest in peace but jungle boy's got the the greatest re- theme song still it's didn't get to hear it tonight no. though but i'll play it for you later if you want i, I <laughs> i've heard it enough times thanks I'm trying to make it my ringtone again all these years later. Do people still have ringtones? <laughs> no, my phone doesn't let me anymore. It, that's how fucked up. A listener heard me say, how do I get my my thing? A listener out there, and I'm sorry, I forget who you are, but they went on this this ringtone app and put, uploaded our themes on it. Oh. So you could like use it as your, your thing, but I don't know how to do it. Hmm. So I was like, all right, well, I don't even use ringtones anyways. So uh, main event time. The Forbidden Door opens here with a unsanctioned is that the proper term here there's no sanction in this match 
lights out, fools count anywhere, anything goes. Crazy chaos, and it's the Bullet Club, meaning Kenta, the briefcase holder for the IWGP US title, and the AEW world champ, Kenny Omega, teaming up the Bullet Club, unlikely alliance here. Don't call them friends, but they're on the same team. Going up against Lance Archer, the Murder Hawk, and John Moxley. Um, does does Lance Archer have one of the best themes? Because the lyric is just "Everybody dies." It's quite. I find it quite catchy. <laughs> Everybody dies, and I like how he sings on to it when he comes out. <laughs> Cool. It sounds like it's so happy, but it's the lyrics, <laughs> everybody and I'm dies. I'm going to take my time. <laughs> if you took the lyrics of that song and gave it to like, I don't know, like a Billie Eilish or someone or Adele who could turn it to, everybody dies. It's so catchy. It's so catchy. I like his theme. It's, it's great. Good. Do you think they gave him like, hey, you pick one of these themes to be like your theme song. And he heard that one. He's like, yeah, that's a good catchphrase. Everybody dies. <laughs> he's been saying it a while. But was his, what it he... was his thing in New Japan Okay, as all right. Well, so then... he had the EDB claw. EBD claw. Everybody dies claw. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Lance Archer. Ascension, Lance Archer. <laughs> Lance Archer and John Moxley teaming together against Kenny and Kenta. Right away, Kenta uses his briefcase and strikes Moxley in the head with it and then goes after Archer, but he kind of no-sells it and scares Kenta here. Uh, Kenny beats down on, uh, is it, is it Moxley here and does the you can't escape and puts the trash can on the top turnbuckle. So when he does the flip and gets to the top rope, he uses the trash can to then moonsault onto Moxley. This spot is incredible. How does this guy do this move? The, the you can't escape fireman carry roll where he lands on his feet. It, he makes it look like you clicked in reverse, like something, like the way his body does that. He's not, he's not human. Kenny Omega, <laughs> Kenny Omega is an alien. Let's all agree. Cause I don't know how he does this and it makes it look so easy. Um, there's Kenta who's got like kendo sticks now. There's trash cans and more trash cans. Archer sets up a ladder and does a belly to belly, throwing Kenta into that or Kenny into that. Kenny, Kenta s- sits Moxley on a chair. So Moxley seated and then runs at him with like a, Seated senton, literally like a seated the Mysterio kind yeah. of seated senton, and the yeah. chair just like collapses yeah. with Moxley. Looks crazy, literally a seated senton. Uh, there's then um, fighting all around the ringside, and this is where we see Peter Avalon and his bed, mm. and he's very concerned here. And there's a go to sleep on someone, but he doesn't fall into the bed, which I thought was a missed comedy spot there. If the guy's going to sleep, well, there's a bed right there. You could just go into it, uh, but instead, it's uh, I think Archer who eventually like throws. Uh, Kenny through this bed and the whole time this bed just looks like it's a mattress that's shaped like a heart like mm. on the on the floor but when Kenny gets thrown off like this guardrail through it you realize it's like an actual bed there's like wood and shit yeah so Kenny goes for like his his springboard off the guardrail yeah. and gets choke slammed through this thing but the choke slam is a toss the bed isn't right below yeah. them and it's on concrete as well. Yeah. So Kenny just goes flying, smashing through this thing. Uh, this looked great. And also the wrist level here was pretty nuts with this being 
on concrete. I I thought this looked fantastic. Again, it looked as it before the spot, it just looked like there was a mattress. But mm. then when Kenny gets thrown, this thing just like explodes and it looks like that could have really hurt. Yeah, actually. I think so. That he's probably feeling that one today. That spot looked nuts and it was to a bed. It doesn't doesn't give it justice because it's it's a bed, but like ow, mm. that looked like it hurt. Uh so he's beating the hell out of him. This is just chaos everywhere. Uh they they're fighting around the ringside, they fight towards the back. And there's this kick Moxley gives to Kenta, giving him a, a receipt here. Just a kick to the, the like jaw. Just oh, yeah, it looked crazy. They're now fighting throughout the kitchen. Yes, this is like totally uh, uh, Attitude Era, like hardcore title match. Essentially, they're fighting all through the arena, through the kitchen here, and uh, they're in the kitchen fighting on these tables. And then there's like a DDT to Mox on it. It's it's insane. They're like the wheelie kitchen tables, like yeah. the metal ones. Lance Archer comes in with a box of potatoes. Yes, a box of potatoes has now been used as a weapon in wrestling. That would hurt. <laughs> was, potatoes are pretty hard. They were like, a and there were a lot of them. That would yeah. have been heavy and hurt. And then Moxley grabs a potato and starts using it as a weapon. So oh, yeah. a potato... <laughs> Literally potatoed him. He potatoed him. Yeah, I love that call. He potatoed him. Literally. Uh, They fight through the arena again. And then the commentary is like, hey, they're walking through to the back. Let's quickly show you some recaps of this match. This was a taped episode. So it's fine. It's basically like trimming down the them walking back to the. And also, we don't know what's on TV and what's commercials a lot of the time. Yeah, true. So when we come back to the action, they're into the ring again. Moxley with the kendo stick. Kenny blocks it but then gets a headshot again. Uh, there's a spot where Kenny and Moxley are fighting and Kenny kind of puts Moxley on this table but hasn't done anything while Kenta and Archer are fighting like on the stage. And Kenta just, while attacking Archer, turns his attention around and just runs, jumps, diving off the stage with the double foot stomp to Mox on the table. The table doesn't break. I am the table, but it still looked crazy. This was so cool because you had Archer who was teasing the power bomb through the announce table. And you kind of feel a bit because you're going, oh, because we hadn't really seen that through the the AEW announce table. And they've got the monitors there and stuff. And you kind of think the way this match is going yeah, I can see Kenta maybe just getting powerbombed through this monitor on this table. <laughs> so you're looking for that, but then just swerves you with Kenta escaping, sprinting and Crazy. just diving off the stage. And we kind of forget that Mox is yeah. there under. Um, made me gasp. Like, didn't see this coming. It I shouted. I screamed. Great. Yeah, the flying Kenta is just crazy. Mm. This... This definitely got my attention. This this match was crazy already, but this was like, whoa, that was pretty nuts. Uh, Archer now wants Kenny one-on-one, and he's beating up on Kenny in the ring, does his old-school rope walk moonsault to him. But out come the Good Brothers. Uh, there's a gun stun, and then Jake Roberts is getting involved now, hits his short-arm clothesline in there, but he's attacked. Every week, he's just yeah. doing wrestling moves. He's trying to get back and in the ring. And then Sting's there, about to work a match, and hasn't... <laughs> Taking a bump yet. So you're saying you want Sting versus Jake Roberts? No, I'm just questioning no, why that's what this you is want. a thing. No, you want you want Jake the Snake versus Sting. No. <laughs> Cinemat. Absolutely not. The snake pit. <laughs> With Sting. Scorpions and snakes. Whoa, that'd be crazy. Uh, the Good Brothers here, they're beating down on him. But Moxley comes back in with a barbed wire bat. But good thing the Good Brothers are wearing their uh, puffy vest. I love Carl Anderson's fit here, by the way. <laughs> I want camo... Sweatpants that match a camo vest. I'm gonna, you're gonna see me rocking that by all right. this year. You'll see. Okay. You'll all see. Can't uh, wait. Loved it. And I'll get the t- the impact titles too to look like him. Um, 
There's chaos here. There's then Kenta who gets back in with the GTS on Moxley. Looked a lot better than the one last week. Mm. Uh, but then Kenny hits V triggers. There's V triggers. He, he, he's teasing that he's going to V trigger Jake Snake. Yes. But it's blocked here. Um, so right before the match starts, Moxley kind of chest bumps with Jake. Yeah. And he's like, Hey man, obviously a lot of respect there. We, we all know the angle and, it's kind of not been mentioned, but it still kind of feels canon that Jake put that snake on Dean Ambrose. Right. And it, it feels like... They're boys. Dean, like, respected him after that moment. Because he's a, a nutter. Yeah. You know? So this is Ambrose coming in with Barbie, the barbed wire bat for the save here. Yeah, he saves him, but then eats a GTS. And then Kenny hits a V-trigger to Lance Archer, just kills him. Tries to go for the one-winged angel, but Lance Archer is a big boy. Mm. But the Good Brothers are there. So they help Kenny by lifting Archer up while on the shoulders of Kenny, who then hits the one-winged angel. One of the biggest one-winged angels, I'd say. Holy shit, this looked crazy. And Kenny pins Lance Archer to win this lights-out, unsanctioned match. The Bullet Club are fine. I thought this was a really fantastic match. Um, So much chaos. They kind of... We don't... I think we kind of got over backstage brawls and all that after the Attitude Era. But it was such a big thing in like 99, 2000, WCW, WWF. They do these brawls all the time. But now just the the quality, the work rates improved so much since then that you can just make it even crazier and mix in the cool wrestling elements as well. I thought this was so good. I thought we, we were kind of questioning, wait, why is Archer... In this, in this match. Like, what's his beef again? But I thought he was really impressive in this. And as a big guy, can do some pretty crazy stuff. That choke slam looked nuts. And I doubt Lance Archer has taken a bump like that, the one-winged angel, many times at all. I doubt he's ever up that high for a move. So that was really impressive. And obviously Kenny being able to hit the thing as well. The stomp off the stage was nuts. I really loved this. I thought this was great. Yeah, I mean, Archer has the history with New Japan. Like, they're being wrestling there for many years before this. So I guess it makes sense with Kenta being there. It's all New Japan guys in this match. But uh, I thought this was really fun. It definitely felt like Attitude Era type thing, but still had some of the stories weaving in and out. So... Uh, and I like Kenny getting the win here. It's still, it was not to Mox. It was to Archer. That's kind of why he was in this match to take this pin, but it's, it can still, it saves Kenta versus Mox. It still saves Mox versus Kenny down the line. That's probably your revolution main event. Is it not like Kenny versus Mox Kenny? Yeah. I'd imagine so. Yeah. Unless you're doing some kind of six man or whatever, but they seem to be doing that enough on dynamite. I, so I think we'll get, yeah, the title match. Yeah. Uh, so that was AEW Dynamite. Um, what'd you think? I thought it was a pretty good show, actually. Loved the main event. Really liked the opening match. Uh, liked what they did with Lee Johnson. I liked the Hangman and Matt stuff. Um, Inner Circle stuff, I kind of liked the idea of it. it. Execution wasn't quite there for me this week, but I'm excited to see where it goes with Sammy being a babyface. We forgot to mention we met on Sun. Oh, right. Yeah. Arn's Brock son. Anderson. Brock Anderson. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's interesting. <laughs> We're going to get Arn Anderson's son 
Yeah. Wrestling at some point. Spinebusters. Um, that was cool as well. But yeah, I, I quite enjoyed last night's Dynamite. Yeah, I, it had some stuff I didn't really like, but this main event was really fun. Uh, I liked the opener as well with Janela and Darby. It had, uh, it had some good bookends. There was some stuff in between I didn't like. Uh, I'm interested. It makes me want to watch uh, the, like, the Hangman thing with Matt Hardy. I want to see where it goes. Because I think kind of an endgame situation there is uh, Hangman maybe going to Dark Order, helping them out, joining them in some capacity. So I see some kind of Alliance. big save or something at some point. Uh, someone taking out all of Dark Order and Hangman running out. Um, yeah, no. Uh, you you kind of want to see them be together eventually, which is crazy to think. I think so. The first time they tease Hangman being with them, everyone groaning, going, oh, Dark Order suck and all this. And now you're like, just, I just want you to be together. Be together. Come yeah. on. Be together. Yeah, definitely. Uh, which show did you like better, NXT or AEW? I Dynamite? think I preferred AEW this week. Yeah, look, TakeOver is this weekend, and usually NXT sets up these TakeOvers, and you look at the match and you go, I can't wait for that. But their go-home shows kind of don't usually don't usually kind of give you that, like, home run show. It sets up for the, the pay-per-view, but it's not usually something that, like, just, you know, steals the night or whatever. Crazy. I thought AW had a better show this week as well. I think the main event definitely added is the interest level there. You looked at that on paper is Kenta and Kenny versus Mox and Archer and a no holds barred, mm. whatever. Like that's sounds nuts. And it was. So do you yeah. see there being any more association with Jake and Moxley? Or do uh, you see Mox and Archer maybe being a tag for a bit? Not, I mean, we've got so many tag teams, yeah. but there was a bit of a relationship there with Jake. I wonder if, We'll see Mox affiliated with him in any way. That's at cool. Some point. Yeah, that that's fine. Um, I I'm still. I think this this is. Are we? What's going to happen with Kenta? Are we going to see more of Kenta in AEW, or is he just here to fuck with Moxley because he has their match, which they've announced now? So uh, it's interesting. I want to see. Like, I don't want to see just New Japan guys come in and out, and like that's it needs to be thought out, right? Like, and they seem to be doing. Yeah, that. and they seem to be um, right now, so it's okay. Another thing that was brought up in this match is uh all four apart from kenta who's obviously got the briefcase they're all u.s champions in new japan as well right so it's a very new japan heavy main event even though three of the guys are aw now they've all got their ties which i found pretty cool uh someone in the chat saying after the post match there was like a little press conference that they bury the bullet club japan guys so i don't know what the, the story it could be it could be a work you never know these guys all say shit about I feel each the other. bullet club japan guys just bury themselves don't you i mean yeah uh yeah <laughs> <laughs> also in the chat apparently uh colt cabana said our podcast name is lame oh well i'm, I'm sorry Fuck the Dark Order. That's the last nice thing I say about them. <laughs> Join the Dark Order. Is he even still in the Dark Order? <laughs> yeah, apparently our, pod uh, our Twitch channel came up as a recommendation on Colt's stream. Okay. And he went lame. Ah, damn. What a heel. I'm throwing away my I, I Star Colt shirt. Throwing it away. Scrump, next time you see Colt, have words, all right? <laughs> uh, so, 
Yeah, I, I liked uh, the graps last night on on TV, but I think I preferred that that AEW show, this dynamite show. Uh, so the pay per views in a few weeks, so there's still time for that. But yeah, this Sunday takeover is kind of where we we gave our predictions stuff on up next. But join us for that. Uh, do we have any uh, calls today? I uh, we do. Yeah. Okay. Uh, if you are a, a patron and in the Twitch chat right now and happen to want to call in, uh, the Zoom link is there. Uh, so please get to us. We'd love to hear your thoughts on tonight's Dynamite or NXT or wrestling in general, whatever you'd like to say. And I think we have Jake from the Windy City or Windy Jake, wow, as I'm now calling Windy him. Jake. Uh, he's uh, on the Zoom. So if you'd like to unmute yourself, Jake, we'd love to hear your thoughts. Yeah. Gentlemen, it's an honor to be a part of the the BDE. Uh, finally, thanks for having me on. And uh, by the way, Davey, I appreciated your Super Bowl uh, watch along this past Sunday. Uh, three <laughs> Brits talking about talking about American football. What can get better than that? Three Brits who don't really know a great deal about American football talking about American football. Yeah, uh, it was fun, and I did win both of my fantasy leagues this year. So, so maybe I I do know a thing or two. But yeah. thank you for joining us for that. That that was a hoot, as we say. Hoots. A hoot. Uh, what would you like to talk about today, Jake? I, I, you know, coming into uh, Dynamite, I wasn't really expecting a whole lot uh, because, like, uh, besides the main events, considering it's like, oh, it's an all right card. Uh, it's it's an all right card. I'm um, going into that, but overall, it was such a good watch. Um, obviously, the low point for me was uh, Team Taz and Darby and Sting. I just, I, I just think the whole thing has become repetitive, and I just don't know how how they're going to pull this off uh, to be honest with you, but we'll, we'll just see what's going to go on. But, uh, but I'm still intrigued by sting. Uh, you know, he's still one of my favorites. So um, I'll just see what happens uh, going on from there. But obviously the main event was crazy. Um, I, I always think that there's no way AEW could top the previous week's main event and last week's main events. But I, I always, you know, I, I always love, I'm so happy to be wrong every week. So, because that was such a crazy match and how much like, and how much there's there's every bit of storytelling um, in there, and uh, just Moxie becoming so aggressive, and Archer looked amazing uh, last night, and uh, and I, I really definitely marked out when I saw Mox um, in, in the backstage promo uh, taking uh, taking the belt out, uh, the, the U.S. Championship, and it's it's still it's it, that in itself is surreal seeing an IWGP belt um, being on AEW television. It is it is weird, and we have seen other titles in AEW, and it. As we mentioned in the show, I do find it funny how they kind of pick and choose when these guys are champions. Kenny wouldn't have the AAA championship for a long time, and, and then pulls it out. and then just brings it out one week. But it is yeah, very just pulls surreal, it out casually. Exactly. Yeah, just pulls it. Just, yeah, just pulls out casually. So it's like it's it's so funny. Um, yeah, I'm just gonna. Uh, it, it's it's over fun. Um, overall, I enjoyed AEW uh, this week more uh, more than NXT. Um, even though like NXT was still good last night, I love the Kushida uh gargano a segment so that was like pretty funny when they when he went through that so yeah it's really interesting takeover uh this weekend it's gonna be a it looks like it's gonna be a fun card so i'm gonna tune into uh, your guys's twitch show watch along so and by the way i just want to give a shout out uh, if you don't mind um uh, one of my good friends uh, one of my good friends uh, jeremy collins uh used to work at uh, the tsn radio hamilton station um uh, uh for the past three years and unfortunately he was a part of the 
the unfortunate mass layoffs uh, this past week, um, the past couple of days. And yeah, it's like trying to um, trying to catch up with him and trying to contact him. And, and, and it's good. Like, you know, he's in good spirits now. And yeah, it's, it's, it's a sad, it's a sad time that uh, many people are getting laid off all across Canada, uh, especially oh, yeah. in the media industry. Yeah. I, I yeah, was part of, I was part of uh, some cuts years ago. I was part of some Bell media cuts and it, it was, it's it's crazy. A few of my friends were were let go this week as well through a few different things with Bell Media and uh, here in Canada, they like pretty much run a bunch of these radio stations and it's and it's unfortunate. Uh, we have been super fortunate that we operate uh, not through a radio station and through ourselves and Patreon. And I I know it's easy for us to say, but I, I like recommend people maybe who. Uh, had sports shows or anything on these stations to maybe look to becoming their own bosses. Cause it's something that, again, it, it's easy to say, but when you, what did Lee Johnson say? Do the work, do the work. Yeah. And it, and it come and it can, and it can pay off uh, essentially because I, I, I have been there. I was, I was laid off years ago. Pe- people will find you. I mean, you saw the whole thing with John and way when they got let go and they had before post wrestling was even a thing. They had that. What was it? John and way for life channel and people will find you if if you do have an audience they will come and find so it's hopefully like in a few months time people let go can look at it as a positive maybe as because i definitely think john way look at it that way yeah it kind of gave them the the kick they needed to yeah to go out on their own and and make something but it is suck it does suck you never want to hear about people losing their jobs especially during these times uh it's rough but uh, hopefully there is some kind of future if if people want to keep on doing what they do. Uh, there certainly is ways. I mean, we're talking to you right now on a live, essentially radio show that we're just doing we create in our home, yeah. you know? So and I can say anything on it. Yeah. I, can, I can swear on this show. I can say fuck. It's fine. Uh, but I, <laughs> yeah, you I don't have to be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to be. You don't, you don't have to be restricted to the CRTC restrictions. So exactly. Yeah, it's all good. Fuck the CRTC. No, I'm joking. I still work for a station that uh, is heavily monitored by that. Uh, so um, thank you, Jake. Thank you for calling in. And uh, yeah, shout out to uh, any of the, the the people who lost their, their shows and radio stations this week in Canada. But uh, I hope the, they they land on their feet. And I, and I know certain people will. So uh, yes. Thanks, Jake. Thanks, All right, Jake. Thanks, guys. Windy thanks, Jake. guys. Appreciate it. And we have uh, Chris Elliott, our Up Next Rumble winner, uh chris what were your thoughts on aew this week what would you like to talk about uh evening gents it, it is evening for you i guess oh, right. hello yes. good evening yeah <laughs> um just got five minutes before i go and chuck the kids into bed um and it was a, i enjoyed last night's dynamite um main event was fantastic and it was it was nice to see a, a decent brawl and then going backstage, as you said earlier, it was very attitude here and some of the the backstage bits, um, which is something you very rarely see nowadays. Mm. Um, but just I said I know I mentioned it earlier in the in the chat, and Dave, you brought it up, but the uh, the I the it wasn't very much, but QT's reaction to Lee Johnson's to Lee Johnson when he was like, oh. You know, thank you to Cody and Dustin, yeah, and, and even Brandy. And you could just see if you look, what just watch QT in the background when he's in the in that promo, and you can just see his face just getting 
like when are you mentioning me <laughs> yeah and, it, and just kind of he was like rubbing his hands and 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 then he didn't um i think he did lick, johnson chuck dustin and cody's hands afterwards as well and he didn't interact at all with qt oh. so i i can see there being some kind of i don't, I don't even want to say a heel turn but just him saying what about me i've i've kind of been here and I'm the one that's properly taught you and I'm the one that's done this and that and the other. Um, I can see that being a possible, whether that just is a dark program or whether they, they do something on Dynamite with that. I, can I see think that being Johnson's direction. AEW are really good at doing those subtle things that you, you catch. And obviously the go-to is that uh, Hangman Page, Kenny Omega Bucks match where there's, it's littered with those kind of things. Um, but I love little details like that, even if it's maybe if you, even if it's not scripted, but talent are just like, oh, I might just plant plant this little seed here. So if we ever do go to this match, it's something we can go back to and grow. So uh, I, I didn't personally pick up on that, but um, I, I do recall him not saying Cutie's name and that would obviously rub, rub Cutie up the wrong way. So yeah, nice little detail there, Chris. Um, and I know, I know that, I know I don't I don't want to make this a kind of WWE bashing thing, but it's the kind of thing that they wouldn't do. Their storytelling is really to the like straight ahead and yeah. it's like hitting you over the head with something, which I it's very rare. I think there's the odd bit with the Roman storyline where you'll get the odd little subtle hint of especially when he was when he was feuding with Jay. Mm. Um when yeah, was... I find I find since AEW, and I, I think I've said this, I find since AEW's been around, and that's only been like a year and some change, that WWE has taken things from AEW, and that is one of the things. WWE's just started doing that recently, like the little subtle things. The little things. they had not done that for a long time. In the in the old days, they would do it because every little thing means something. But now, like the past five ten years, nothing. But I, li- lately, they do it. Yeah, I wonder how much is because there isn't that audience there. So obviously, if if you kind of doing an angle you're doing it for the cameras but you're also trying to project it so the person in the back row at sold out arena can understand what's happening yeah whereas maybe because it's more of like a a sort of tv set now you can play with the subtleties a bit more um because you are just playing to that camera uh so maybe it's a, a good thing kind of coming out from this pandemic era that we we can focus on those little things yeah, a little I like bit more. It. I like it. Uh, thanks, Chris. Thank you, Chris. No worries, guys. Catch you later. Take, Take care, care, brother. Let's chat to you soon. Royal Rumble winner. Royal Chris. Rumble winner. Can was Chris. very nice to you. Very, it's we, been very nice. We've decided. Look, we're going baby face, baby face. Are we? I wouldn't. Wouldn't say that. <laughs> wouldn't. Wouldn't say that. You can't. How can you be a baby face if you got ketchup all over your face? <laughs> He didn't have that time. Uh, that was AEW Dynamite. Thank you for listening and supporting us here. Uh, up next is out the NXT show, BDE Elite. This show, uh, every Thursday, we'll record it here live on Twitch, went Thursdays at 1 p.m. Uh, and then eventually we'll lead to that pay-per-view, which uh, we'll do a show on that as well. So looking forward to that down the line for Revolution as well. Uh, so the, the main event tonight actually reminded me because we're doing St. Valentine's Day Massacre. And on that show has... Uh, the, the, the real debut of hardcore.
Holly. Oh, Not Bob yeah. Holly, but Bob Holly turns to Hardcore Holly. Sparky plug no more. And it's kind of similar to this main event that we had tonight with uh, Kenta. Like, it's just Street Fight where they fight all over the place. The, definitely Attitude Era vibes I got. Uh, and that review, St. Da- Valentine's Day Massacre, will be out this Saturday, or tomorrow rather, for, on our Patreon, as well as the top five moments of love. All the Valentine's Day stuff leading into our pal in Tines Day. I almost said Palestine's again. Palentine's Day. Vengeance Day. Together, watch along this Sunday for Vengeance Day Takeover, which is going to be a hoot. So come check us out. And then, of course, the post-show live after that as well. Uh, so come check us out. At Up Next Podcast for all the, the stuff there, the socials, because we, we tweet out all the shows that we've been doing, all the free shows and all the stuff on the Patreon as well. Absolutely. And if you happen to be listening uh, right now, it is currently Thursday, um, a lot going on the post wrestling discord tonight. So I believe in about two hours, so 4.45 Eastern, uh, Mike Hogan is going to be leading a watch along for NXT TakeOver Rival. Because I believe it's it's six years to the day that that event happened. Headlined by Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn. And that will lead you in perfectly to our Discord Games Night at 7pm. Where I'll be joined by Phil Chertok, Jordan Goodman and Eric Marcotte to play some Jackbox games. All you need to do is show up to the Discord. You don't need anything else. And then tomorrow we'll have our usual Twitch programming with the other guys talking WandaVision's film and TV at 6.30, followed by our watch-along of SmackDown Live. So just make sure you follow up next on everything because we'll keep you very informed with what's going on. But I think John Pollock was right. What's that? You're on there a lot. I'm on there a lot, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, if we don't catch you with them, hopefully we'll see you with TakeOver Vengeance Day this Sunday. Yes, come hang out with us on the Watch Along or the Post Show or both, because uh, we'll be watching that show uh, intently. But as for then, uh, check out Up Next, check out Deep Impact here on the free feed, all the free podcasts. And of course, if you want to hear more of us, $5 a month, North American tier gets you access to all the shows on the Patreon and it supports us. Uh, we have to sit, give a, a little uh, shout out because um, our Patreon this month, as of yesterday, has hit the highest... It's ever done. May not be in highest patrons, but in highest making money. We can go golfing if we wanted to with all this Patreon money. So thank you to everyone who's supporting us here. Uh, not only listening to the free shows, but every little thing, every like, retweet, or subscription, or all the things on the podcast apps. Give us a review. Every little thing counts. And I just want to say thanks to everyone uh, for for supporting us. Because, yeah, we're, uh, we're, we're making that Patreon yeah, money. Yeah, I really feel after the last... Over the last kind of two months, this community's really grown and it's it's so cool to kind of see the same same faces coming in every week in the kind of Twitch chats and then more people joining in and, and coming on. So I really do recommend it. If, if you haven't joined one of our live shows, do come along, check us out uh, because the chat is always fire and... Uh, it's really nice to see how Up Next has been growing for us in the last few months. Yeah, we appreciate you guys. Every Everyone who listens to this free show, every patron that subscribes and listens to all the extra shows that we've been doing, and to anyone who's uh, rocking the, the Up Next hoodies, ProWrestlingTees.com slash Up Next. Uh, we got the, the White Claw, black or white versions of the hoodie and t-shirts there, so go check us out and, and uh, support us there if you'd like, and uh, send in pictures of you rocking our sweet, sweet threads. Mm. Yeah, looking fit. Thank you for listening. I myself, Brayden Harrington. You can find me Twitter, Instagram at the Bray D. 
And you can find me at Davey Portman. And we'll be talking to you again very soon. Thank you. Take care. Goodbye. Be safe. And uh, I, I, I don't know. See you next week. <laughs> there wasn't Is that a, it? I, I know Cameron Grimes had like, the, when I watch a wrestling show, I always think, oh, that's the line I'll use to like end the show. And Cameron Grimes on NXT was like, kiss my grits. And I was like, yeah, of course. I'm going to say kiss my grits. But no he one. He potatoed him. He potatoed him. Sure. Yeah. Let's Ahoy. Go. <laughs>